Today's scripture reading is taken from Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 37. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and gave birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age and she who was set to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. This is the word of God. Good afternoon, everyone. Yeah, today I got some gifts to give away. Indeed, we have arrived at the most wonderful time of the year. And we all know that Christmas is in the air when we go to shopping centre and we hear all the Christmas carols. And I often wonder whether anyone who is not a Christian listening to the Christmas carol ever pay attention to the words. So as I listen to the Christmas carol in the shopping centre, I pray that somehow it will catch the curiosity of some people, um, especially the lyrics. And the decoration and all will remind us that Christmas in the air. There's a song, that sounds, the, one of the lines is, it's Christmas time in the city, and we all know that Christmas is there. Let's pray and look to the Lord as we begin our time together this afternoon. Father, we come before you today and we are excited that it's Christmas again because it's a time that we remind ourselves the birth of Christ and the meaning of the true meaning of Christmas, the first event, and why Jesus had to come to this earth for all of us. Thank you, Lord, for coming. And we pray that today, as we look at our topic, that you will grant us some insights, some revelation 
that we can learn in our lives. We pray all this in Jesus' name. In our Christmas series today, this year, we, we are looking at the nativity scene. The narratives in the gospel surrounding the birth of Jesus, the first event. So far, we have looked at, we have talked about the stars, the stable, and the major, the stars that, that led the wise men to where Jesus was born, to where Jesus was, to the young Jesus. And then, of course, the stable and the major became places of great significance because of the first event. Then, last week, we learned that the first announcement of the birth of Christ was first announced to the lowly shepherds who were watching their flocks in the fields. And it was announced to them the birth of the Prince of Peace. Today, we want to talk about the angels. Next week, Pastor Joseph will talk about the main character of the event, the baby. So, we will talk about, he will talk about the baby next week. As this is the season of giving to Christmas, uh, we always go and look for gifts to buy for our loved ones, people that we appreciate. And today, I have gifts to give away, and you, I have questions, and if you can give me an answer, I'll give you a gift. Okay. But before that, I just want to look at the word angels. The word angels, the meaning in both Hebrew and Greek is the same. It's the word angelos, and it simply means messenger. Angel simply means messenger. So both in Greek and Hebrew, it carries the same meaning. In other words, angels were messengers, are messengers sent by God on a special assignment carrying specific message to specific persons. So as we see in our reading today that, and our reading last week, it tells us that angels appear to specific people with a special message. And we have seen that in around the nativity scene. And they were certainly created beings, created by God. Now, the question. In the scripture, there are two collective names. Collective names means they are, it's a group. So, there are two collective names that refer to angels. One in the Old Testament, one in the New Testament. Can anyone tell me the one that is in the Old Testament? Let me give you three answers and you give me the correct one. First of all, the anointed ones. Second one, the sons of God. The third one, the created ones. A big hint is found in the book of Job. Anyone? Job chapter 1. More hint. Hey, I want to give away this gift. Like. Job chapter 1. Yes, it's very easy. These people appear before God and there's one group of them that appear before God. And what are they? Hello? 
I see people, but I hear no sound. Anyone? Otherwise, I'll ask. Uh, yes, jo uh, yes, Joy. Yes, sons of God, come, come and pick a gift. Okay, let's look at the answer, huh? the correct answer, collective name. Sons of God. And Job chapter 1, 1. Job chapter 1 says, And there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan was, came among them. So the sons of God is a collective name that referred to angels in the Old Testament. The second one, in the New Testament, this is easy, lah. It's around the nativity scene, and we read about them last week. And we sing about them every Christmas. Who are the ones who sang hallelujah? Hello? Anyone? Oh. Yes, somebody is looking at me and smiling. Eh? Don't be shy, lah. Yes, Jenna, you have the answer. <laughs> Otherwise, I will call um, someone that I know to answer the question. Huh? We have joy, so we have must have. You know the answer? <laughs> he, he knows the answer because he has my slide. Anyone? Hello? Who appeared to the shepherds? And they sang. Heavenly host. Yes, that's right. Heavenly host. Come. Come on. I must give so much hints. Who, who said that? Jenna, come. Okay. So other than these collective names, there are also three archangels that are in that are mentioned in the Bible. The names of three archangels. Two good ones and one fallen one. It's very easy to name the fallen one because so that we can get rid of him. So we mention the fallen one first. Who is the fallen angel? Who said that? Come, Lucifer. Yes, but he's not Lucifer. Huh? The name of the fallen angel is Lucifer. Yes, just take one. Thank you. So, who is the other two archangel? Huh? Two, two archangel. One is a warrior. <laughs> one is a warrior. And one is, we just mentioned her, his name just now. Who? Caitlin, uh, come. What's the, what's the, what's the name? <laughs> Michael. Yes, that's right. Who said Michael? Who said Michael? Come. You saw my slide, huh? Okay. Then the other one, the last one. Hello, is huh? Take, just take. Yes. Gabriel, yes, come. 
Gabriel Karang. Very good. Okay. So we have the archangel, okay? Lucifer, the fallen one, and we have Michael, and we have Gabriel that we have so often read about in the nativity scene. Wonderful. Let's continue. You know the time that Jesus, that around Jesus' birth was a time of darkness in the, for Israel. And we all know that they were under the Roman rule and they were eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come. And most, most preachers around Christmas, they will quote the prophet Isaiah. So I will also quote the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2, it says this. The people who walk in darkness have seen great light. And those who dwell in the land of deep darkness, on them has a, bright, has a light shone. And it is exactly this light that the angel was was came to announce the bright light. We all know that light in the midst of darkness, it gave great delight. It brings great delight. And we need when you go into a dark room, we switch on the we switch on the light, darkness go away. And light let us see things clearly. And in reading Isaiah, and as you continue to read Isaiah chapter 9, you realize that whatever that the angels announced were all in Isaiah chapter 9. The prophecy for the rest, from, from verse 2 onwards, you will see that the messages that the angels carried were all actually written there. And the angels in the nativity scene brought about three main messages. First of all, they brought the message of hope. They brought the message of joy, and it brought about the message of salvation. So these angels were sent by God to proclaim this message of hope, joy, and salvation. So what is hope? What is hope? According to the dictionary, hope is described this way, that it is to cherish a desire with anticipation, to want something to happen, to be true. And we all know that when we say we hope for something, it is forward-looking. Looking forward to something that will happen in the future. Be it tomorrow, be it next week. It's sooner or later. It's a hope. Something exciting that is going to happen. Usually, when we hope for something, it's something exciting, anticipating something exciting, something good to happen. Students taking exams, what do you usually say? I hope that my grades will be good. I have studied so hard. I hope my grades will be good. I hope that my parents will be happy, will be happy with my grades. Then, people looking for a job. I hope that I can find a suitable job. End of the year, those of us who are working, all those of you who are working, we hope we get a good bonus at the end of the year. Or we hope to have 
a better pay next year. Something like that. We hope for something to happen, some, anticipating something good to happen in the future, in the coming year. Of course, we hope for God's blessing upon everyone the following year. Amen? Amen. It was exactly the message of hope that the angel Gabriel brought to different ones during this season of Christmas, the first event. First of all, to Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, and then to Mary, then to Joseph, and then to the shepherds. The shepherd that the message that they brought, that the angel brought about was that something good was going to happen, and each one of them looked forward with excitement. As we talk about the first event, we cannot help but think about what happened, where did the angel Gabriel go before appearing to Mary? He went to the temple to, to visit Zechariah who was on duty. So I'd like us to turn to Luke chapter 1 verses 5 to 24. I will not read it because it's very long. But the, and what happened at, on that day? Angel Gabriel appeared to Zechariah. Zechariah was a priest who was on duty on that day. And, and both he and his wife then, Elizabeth, of course, they were childless. But they were devoted Jews and happily serving the Lord. So Angel Gabriel appeared to Zechariah and announced that he and his wife We'll have a baby soon. And they are to name the baby John. And that many will rejoice at the birth of this child. And John will be filled with the Holy Spirit and with the power of Elijah. John was to prepare the way for the coming Lord, the coming Messiah. And then Elizabeth, after upon hearing it when, when Zechariah got home, of course, that he, 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 she rejoiced because that the reproach of barrenness would be taken away from them. So that was the message that angel Gabriel gave to Zechariah and then, of course, Zechariah to Elizabeth. And this certainly brought about hope to this elderly couple that certainly looked forward to care and raise a child with a special assignment. Then, of course, about six months later, this same angel Gabriel appeared to Mary, as we read earlier. So, we read in the passage that it was a message of hope also. Remember, I said that it was a time of darkness for Israel at that time. And the word that, was that the angel gave to Mary was that Mary had found favour with God. Mary was called the favoured one of God, favoured one. And that she would conceive a son and, and to name him Jesus. And then in the same message, the angel also told Mary that Elizabeth, her cousin, was with child at her old age. If you were in the shoes of Mary... Upon hearing that, I'm sure you were filled with excitement. So in her excitement, Mary rushed to went and visit Elizabeth to, to confirm what the angel said was true 
about this miracle child that Elizabeth was having and that she was also going to have a miracle baby by the Holy Spirit. So hope certainly brings about excitement, isn't it? Then to Joseph, the angel said a few things to him. In Matthew chapter 1, he said this, Not to be afraid, he the angel told Joseph in a dream, not to be afraid to take Mary as his wife, and that she would conceive a child, and they were to name him Jesus. So that was a message that was given to Joseph. I believe that both Joseph and Mary were filled with hope and anticipation with the message that the angel gave. No doubt, I'm sure they didn't quite understand what all that meant, but they believed in their heart. They accepted the message to be true and believe. So, our hope should be based on our faith in God and our trust in our Almighty God and His Word to us. The psalmist said this. The psalmist said this. That we are to hope in the Lord. That, of course, we are to hope in the Lord. The psalmist said this in Psalms 42. He says, Why are you downcast, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, and I shall praise Him. I shall again praise Him, my salvation. So in our times of difficulties, in our times of trouble, we should turn to our God and hope in Him. Hope should be our anchor. We cannot see what is ahead of us. We want to believe that God is already there waiting for us. He sees from a bird's eye view what is ahead. So we need to trust Him as we journey on earth. The second message that the angel brought was a message of joy. And the message was given to the shepherd. He said this to the shepherd. He said this. And the angel said to them, the shepherd, he said, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. So this good news of great joy was for all the people, not just for the shepherds alone. He, so this is, the angel themselves say that it's a great news of great joy. Joy to the world, we sang that just now. The joy that a baby, that the Saviour was born. And we all know, a new birth often brings joy to the parents and everyone else. Ask the new parents and new grandparents around us. I'm sure they will tell you with excitement and you can tell from their faces their joy and delight. So a newborn is often called what? A bundle of pain. Oh no. But it is called a bundle of joy. A bundle of, of joy. And the Bible ha has a lot to say about joy. If you go to Bible Gateway or you Google the word joy, there will be plenty and plenty of verses. And these verses will tell us, encourage us to shout for joy, to sing for joy, that there's joy in the presence of God. 
And joy is also part of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So joy is very... Scripture also tells us that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Let's look at just one verse. In Psalms 20 verse 4, it says, May we shout for joy over your salvation in the name of your God. Set up banners. May the Lord fulfill your petition. When the Bible talks about setting up banners, banners is a sign of victory. You raise your, when the Bible talks about raising banners, it talks about victory. So, joy of our salvation. May we rejoice and shout for joy for our salvation in Christ. Then, the third message that the angel brought about was the message of salvation. The message of salvation is also found in the announcement to Mary, Joseph, and the shepherds. To Mary, he said, the angel said this, He will be great and will be called the sons of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. It's a message of salvation. The angel assured Mary that Jesus will be a great man. I'm sure that brings consolation to a lot of mothers, that the child that you're going to raise will be a great man. And that he will continue the lineage of the King David, and this kingdom will have no end. And we all know this is the everlasting kingdom of God. Of course, at this point, I'm sure Mary probably could not quite understand what it's all this about, what the message was about. But he believed, she believed and accepted, in her, accepted it in her heart anyway. Then to Joseph, what did the angel told him? The angel said that she will bear a child, that Mary will bear a child, and you shall call him Jesus. For he will save the people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord has spoken to the prophet. Why do you think this message differ a little bit? Because I believe that revealed to Joseph was the special mission of Jesus. Why did Jesus come to earth? And that he was, and Jesus was to save the people from all our sins. And is to fulfill the prophet Isaiah, what the prophet Isaiah said. And being, I, get, I believe that being a Jewish man, Joseph probably knew the scripture more than Mary. So he goes to, he probably go and hear, go to the temple and listen to the priest reading the scripture more often. So, to the man of the house, a special message was given that this child will be a really special child to save the people from sin and it is a fulfillment of the Old Testament. Then, of course, to the shepherd, it's quite straightforward. To the shepherd, the angels say, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a saviour 
who is Christ the Lord. Remember earlier on, I said that the Jews at that time, they were eagerly waiting for the Messiah to appear, for the Messiah to come to save them from the Roman rule, to deliver them out of the so-called darkness that they were in and the unhappy state of life that they were in. So the messages that the angels brought about in the first event was all about salvation in and through our Lord Jesus Christ. Certainly a message of hope, joy, and salvation. And hope, and we all know that salvation belongs to the Lord. The psalmist says in Psalms 3, 8, he says, salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing be upon your people. And we all know that salvation is found in no other name but the name of Jesus. And that's what we're going to unfold next week when Joseph talks about the baby. As we think about developing a lifestyle of evangelism, you and me are called to be God's mouthpiece. You and me are called to be God's messenger. You and me are called to be God's angel. Playing the role of the God's angel, proclaiming the good news of hope, joy, and salvation to the people around us. So as we close, can I invite all of us to just take a moment to ponder and give thanks to the Lord for the hope that we can find in Christ, the joy that He has given to us, the great news of joy, and the salvation that He has given to us. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for coming to bring hope to us. Thank you for coming to grant us salvation. Thank you, Lord, for the joy of salvation that we can experience. This joy that no one can take away. Indeed, unspeakable joy. The good news that we can be saved from our sins because Jesus came and went to the cross for us. And that He's coming back again for us all as we continue to believe and trust in Him. So Lord, Holy Spirit, may You help us to always remember hope, joy, and salvation in Thank you, Lord. And Father, we thank you, Lord, for this Christmas season that we can indeed remember the birth of Christ. May we, as we mingle with our friends and relatives, be your angel that shine forth, be your messengers that deliver this message of Christmas. Thank you, Lord. So even as we go from this place, Father, we ask that you go before us, you go with us, back to our workplaces, back to our family, and to our homes. And may we, Lord, bring hope and joy 
wherever we go. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.